everyone and welcome to the Lash Tribe show. My name is Julia Mann and I'm the owner and founder of Lash Tribe. We help create successful and fully booked lash artists all over the world with the help of our online and in-person training programs. And on today's episode of the Lash Tribe show, we have a very special guest, Christy Heyman, joining us from Melbourne. And I tell you what, if you are a little bit on the sensitive side and you just want to stay in your own little bubble and stay safe and not want to know about really what's going on in the world, then I would suggest you do not listen to this episode. We have so many different topics we actually talked about in the show. Um, going from mindset to actually getting a little bit political about COVID and what is really going on in the world. Why are the news telling us only as much as they want to and how we can find out more information. Um, as well as the struggles, the real struggles of a supplier in these times of COVID. So if you want to know more about it, stay tuned and I will see you within the episode. I think you know, and again, it becomes be about being aware and really conscious yeah. about what the media is telling you and what they want to be telling you, like, or what is in the background. Why can't there be a channel that says, oh my God, somebody just, you know, applied an amazing set of lash extensions. Okay. <laughs> you know, don't they know how hard that is? Thank you so much for joining me today. This is exciting. It is very, very exciting. <laughs> I'm in my Zen corner today because of everything that's going on. I thought we all need a bit of Zen and a little bit of calmness. <laughs> and I Pretty think that's much. A, a great topic to talk about. Yeah, huge. And, you know, I think it's, it's such a, especially like we're in Melbourne and it is such a, I don't know, like I was chatting to the girls this morning and I'm like, I feel numb. I feel numb to the news, numb to the statistics and numb to just the general, you know, COVID bubble that we're in at the moment. And it's just, to be honest, like it's just shit, <laughs> you know, like there's only so much you can pivot your business and try and remain positive. So, yeah. Yeah. I would love to talk about that kind of keeping your positivity and mindset and things like that. But before we get into that, I would just like you to introduce yourself to everyone. Um, how long have you been in business for? How did you get into it? And what are you currently doing if there wasn't COVID, of course? My name's Christy Heyman. Um, I'm the director and founder of Rebel Gold Lashes. Um, I have two commercial um, eyelash extension salons and an online store. At the moment, or prior to COVID, we were busy as hell and yeah, ridiculous. Um, March hit for us and we found that we couldn't source any face masks at all. And obviously with Australia, the whole of Australia being cut, you know, cut down, we basically, there's three or four of us here that know how to sew. And we went, you know what? let's make face masks. We've got the filters. We just need to make the product. So that's what we started doing. And we, to be honest, we haven't stopped. It's something that we've completely pivoted our business to. We have a room with four ladies sewing nonstop. In these specific times, we very much sat there and went, you know what, put it out to the universe. If the universe tells me that I need to 
you know, you act like water. If it points you one direction, just go with it and see what happens. Um, and unfortunately, that's just what we've been doing. So it's uh, unfortunate, yeah. but also a clever business idea because like you, like so many, we had to come up with new ideas. I lost all of my in-person students. Everyone yep. stopped ordering lash products just like you because you have a fabulous supply shop as well. I just ordered something from there. I know. I, you should get it today. It's on board for delivery. <laughs> I'm excited because I actually needed something like that. Anyway, but you have some really cool mask designs if anyone is interested. So if you're watching this, or listening to this after COVID is all gone, maybe stop on masks anyway, because you never Absolutely. know. What you're <laughs> but just so tell me yeah. a little bit about yourself. I know you have the spaces and everything, but how did you actually get started? Has it been something that you always have done? You kind of grew into it naturally, or what have you been doing before you did lashes or beauty? Um, so I say that I've been in business since I was a, a kid. I literally, we used to live across the road from a golf course. I used to bake cakes from the moment I knew how to bake, thanks to my mum and dad. Um, I used to bake cakes, wrap them all in glad wrap, put, you know, dollars and everything on it. And I set that table up every single weekend because it was comp time for golfers. I didn't sell a friggin' thing. But I did it every weekend. Yeah, every weekend for like two months. Well, it felt like two months. I was I was a kid. Let's we'll say it was two months. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, and I think there's always, you know, in a in a business mindset, there's always something else, you know. Um, from there, obviously getting into your teenage years, there's plenty of other things that I did to make money, but also like, you know, heading into that mindset of you know, I, I was, I was a nine to five worker. I worked at a wine bottling company for a really long time. I was there 15 years. Um, and in that time, I studied to be a graphics designer. I was not getting anything out of my current job. Um, and I was like, you know what, I'm missing something. I've, I've, I have been getting my lashes done for whew, nearly 12 years. And at that point I was, you know, like in that fork in the road, I suppose, I was going to go be a hairdresser. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> obviously I'm not afraid to do anything with my hair. And I was chatting to my lash lady at the time and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking, you know, I might go do a hair apprenticeship, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, Christy, stop it. Like, don't be an idiot. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, you've got two kids. She goes, be lash artist. It's awesome. And it got me ticking and I'm like, that's actually a really good idea. <laughs> and yeah, here we are. <laughs> how long ago was that? I'm going to say about five, six years. Okay. So you've been, you're like the second generation lash artist in Australia. Yeah. Probably. You know, yeah. <laughs> second wave, you know, they started <laughs> doing the, <laughs> the thickness. <laughs> what good. really fascinates me though is, and I was in the same boat, being an entrepreneur really early on and still trying to kind of fit into the normal nine to five, what do you think makes someone different from, I hate this word, from like normal nine to five job type of thing? What is the difference being an entrepreneur? What is that inside of you that you always need to be recreating new things and coming up with ideas? I think it's, it's definitely, you have a lot more ideas than anyone else. And you, you're a risk, not a, not a massive risk taker, but a risk taker that goes, you know what, there's a niche in the market. There's something missing. And I saw a post this morning that was like, listen to people's complaints, because if you don't listen to people's complaints, you can't solve anything. And solving something is something that makes money. And, you know, at the end of the day, there's your niche. 
so yeah, so I think having somebody that like, you know, that you're constantly on that outlook, they're looking outside the box, being really divergent. The moment I stopped working for somebody else, I've never worked so hard in my life. You know, like I, I feel for every single employer that I had previously for me stopping and working for anyone else because I never gave them my all. I always that's, only gave them 70%. Yeah, and that's really important to remember also when you have a team, right? So you know that even though they're great workers and they're doing a fabulous job, they will never work as hard and have the same vision as you have as a business. Absolutely. Owner. And I think this is where a lot of people go wrong. And sometimes I go wrong with that as well because I expect more from my team. Yeah. And then if I don't get that expectation met, I get a little bit pissy. <laughs> Sometimes I tell them, sometimes I don't, you know, but I think it's just, yeah, I, yeah. yeah managing expectations. How do you yeah. think mindset played into you creating your business as it is today? Mindset wise, I'm very, very unrelenting, but I'm also a scatterbrain. My drive, it's like that if your alarm goes off, you get up. You know, you don't press the button, you don't snooze it. You just, it doesn't matter what time it is, you get up. But yeah, the mindset of that unrelenting, keep pushing the point, work 10 times harder than anyone else and you'll actually get somewhere and be ruthless, remove the emotion and actually think about it in a really level-headed, neutral way. But yeah, mindset's huge. It's so massive. I've only probably in the last week um, started doing like a meditation daily um, and that just alone has helped me, you know, getting into that headspace of calm, removing the emotion. It's huge. Okay. So listeners don't know what's going on. You are in Melbourne at the moment, which is yep. to be one of the most livable cities in the world. And now it's the most unlivable city in the world. You are in very, very strict lockdowns. Maybe we can go into that a little bit as well, if you're keen. How do you keep up with that situation right now because you guys have a curfew you're not allowed to go on the street unless you're working out now you have two hours i think and you have a curfew at 9 p.m you have to be at home every day you're not allowed to work you're not allowed to do anything really apart from going grocery shopping right pretty much how do you stay positive and look ahead i suppose you do you take it one day at a time you know it, it and excuse me, as I said earlier, you've, at the moment, we are so numb to it, but from a, just going back to a curfew perspective, so like it's 5am to 8pm and like we've been in that way since, well, I think it's fifth week now, but to be honest, there's nothing to do, <laughs> like there's nothing open. So it's not like you've got a reason to be out. And in saying that, like my ex-husband, um, he works really weird hours um he does like 3 a.m to 1 p.m or something stupid so if you're a permitted workout you can still be out after curfew and are they you know there's apparently apparently um a lot of cars still on the road like this it's it's normal but covid normal if that's even a thing it's just because everyone has been desensitized that's why they think that's the normal the new normal right now Pretty much. It's just, it's nuts. I think because we are all at home and we are all kind of in our own little bubble, we don't, and when you do go to the grocery store, you're probably more open to that awareness of things are shut. You know, like 
I remember I went to the chemist the other day and literally like every single shop was shut and it kind of is a massive slap in the face because you don't see it if you're in home every single day, you're not seeing that. And to know that it's just, yeah, it's a catastrophe waiting to happen, you know, like from an economical perspective. It's not, so as a, as a permanent worker, they gave us specific tables. It's all about paperwork. So because we also make face masks as well and we're an online store, we can still keep running, which is, which is great. So mm, that's awesome. But do mm. you think that a lot of the salons are obviously shut? They may not have online shops. They may have children that have to homeschool and everything. Is there anything that you can tell them? Because I wanted to really go, if we can, if not, that's fine too. We can talk about something yeah. else. Yeah. I like more deeper into that kind of mindset and like the positive type of vibrations. We, we can go a little bit woo woo if you like. <laughs> <laughs> what are some daily practices apart from like meditation that you could recommend those girls or boys can do because some people are really struggling because they don't oh. have a job or income or anything like that i know and it is it's crazy i do think that getting out of bed at the same time every single day is is paramount getting out of your ugg boots and actually getting dressed properly um i know that sounds really dumb for the rest of australia <laughs> But it, it is, you know, it's it's that putting a face of makeup on, even though you have to wear a mask, putting a pair of amazing earrings on or, you know, anything that's actually going to make you feel good, not necessarily look good, aka shaved head, but, you know, like it is, it's it's getting out of bed, it's, it's having, sitting down, enjoying the sunshine when we have it, because we're in Melbourne, so, you know, it has its moments at the moment, <laughs> but having that routine and actually sticking to it is the the next thing you know like it's okay to do it for today and tomorrow but the next you know and as i said it's day by day you know it's that set the alarm get up go for a walk for your hour or two hours and actually make it here you know but it also comes from the heart i think there's a lot of people that will come out of this that will not want to do the job that they're currently doing yeah i believe that too there's so much uncertainty within yourself that yeah you, you just sit there going okay well if I can't do that what can I do that's that's the really hard thing keeping that you know that really like that thought process of actually having that daily routine uh, education educate yourself learn grow you know expand here <laughs> You know, I think that's massive, especially in the business part of the world. Um, you know, if you've got time to revamp your website, revamp it. Um, you know, if you've got time to redo your logo or your uniforms, yes, money, money is money, but digital stuff doesn't cost anything. You know, you can do socials that are so positive and we try and do that daily, um, both for the salon and everything. Even though the salon's not actually doing anything, we still put you know, stupid, funny memes every single day because we know that our salon ladies, clientele, we they need that laugh or that tiny giggle in their day just to make their day worth it. And, you know, <laughs> some of them are hilarious. 
<laughs> some things that you started selling that you weren't selling before because other salons could do exactly the same. Oh yeah, absolutely. Probably in the next week, we're actually removing, or we've removed all of our sample makeup from our salon and we're actually going to send them out for free to all of our clients. Um, and it is basically like a tester you know um but we got in the you know the <laughs> the old school foam eyeshadow ones because obviously everybody from here up you know the eyeshadow applicators oh those really the, the foamy yeah. ones they're really you know they still exist <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so we're gonna just you know obviously hygiene's important um, but we're going to give them, you know, like a couple of different shades just to kind of try out. There's no harm in it. We're not losing anything. And if they want to buy something, great. But if they don't, then at least they get a day where their eyes look amazing. You know, stuff like that, that gives them that really virtual cuddle that we all can't get right now. And yeah, just little things that actually only cost a little bit of money to do, but could actually make you money in the process. Yeah. So important to kind of stay in the forefront of your client's Absolutely. Uh, mind. Yeah, <laughs> but it's in the feed, in it, you know, like it, it's in the feed of, oh, there's Lash and Dash again or, or there's Rebel Gold again or there's Lash Tribe or whatever, you know, like it, it is. And it's whether it's controversial or not, it's still imprinting, you know, it's that power of suggestion. Yeah, totally. And you know what? Their clients are in the same boat, most of them. You know, they lost their jobs or they can't go to work at the moment. Or maybe they can work a little bit and they they just need that extra kind of positivity to not be able to see any friends either, you know? Oh. I mean, I even thought about opening up like an extra group for students or clients. We can't see anyone right now and holding like a virtual cocktail party or something or like a virtual anything like pj night just yeah. stay in contact because i think the viewers or listeners don't realize you guys are not allowed to see anyone out of your household right now no nobody i think in two weeks time you are allowed to pick one other household <laughs> that is it, yeah really isn't it uh, it's, it's just nuts like to be honest, even back in June, I think it was, when they said um, we could start socialising again, my my partner and I, like, we're, we're a household of six. And they said something like, you know, no more than five people can go anywhere. And we're like, wow, it looks like it's just us. <laughs> um, but, you know, we we didn't want to kind of go out and go, oh, let's go have dinner or whatever. We were like, nah, let's, let's be smart about this. Like we're trying to reopen the salons and everything and, you know, trying to have that minimal contact. It's just, yeah, it's not worth the risk. No. So. And I think also you have to kind of abide by the rules because we have seen what happens if you don't, AKA viral post of a pregnant lady being arrested for posting something on Facebook with help. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah, it's it's very, very interesting times. That's what Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that. Let's. <laughs> what is your opinion in all of that? <laughs> I think that the word hey. When you say stay safe, we need to stay safe and not meet with other people. Is that in terms of hopefully we don't get caught meeting up with other people or is it really the health factor? I think it's more the fear factor. We don't know. 
like to be honest, I don't know anybody that's had COVID. I know. I don't. I know. Friends who had people unfortunately pass away, but as we know, and those reports are all everything is official. Everything is researchable. There's documents from lots of different um, companies, um, pharmaceutical companies, even well as research laboratories. There's lots of documentation, so anything I'm saying is not made up. It's right there. If you want to know more, obviously message me. But most of the time within Australia, and I just read this today, I just saw a video this morning that said that um, the symptoms reported by COVID-19 cases in Australia are consistent with a mild respiratory infection in the majority of cases. And it's a very real thing. Of course, it's real. People are dying mostly elderly of course there are a few cases you can count them probably on one hand in Australia that have been under 60 and it's very very sad and my condolences to those people but is it really validated to shut down five million people I don't know I'm just saying the research is there you know I'm not allowed to have a strong opinion (laughs) on social media I don't want to get arrested but I'm just telling you have a little research and then the other one that said um and this is actually from the epidemiology report 22 there is it's an actual report that says that nine percent of cases are recorded um with no comorbidity and any case in australia that is a very bad case or anyone who has died only nine percent of them have been noted down as died from actual covid everyone else and that's an actual report everyone else has died with it with covid not yeah it's interesting isn't it like i think it's such a a wormhole of stuff you know like i think things are going on that we don't even know or probably you know unless you're turning off your media whether it's seven nine ten and whatever other channel to be honest i haven't watched normal tv in what feels like 10 years mm-hmm. and i the reason i don't is because it's bloody depressing mm. you know like it's yeah it's all about bad stuff it's never about good stuff and you know why can't there be a channel that says oh my god somebody just you know applied an amazing set of lash extensions <laughs> <laughs> you know don't they know how hard that is um <laughs> so yeah i think the rabbit hole is bigger than what we all think Mm-hmm. Um, and I think on a, I think it was Mimi's, uh, one of Mimi's pages, you posted a video and it was about three hours long and I watched that and it was like, yeah, and I, you know, look, not yeah. everything that was in this video and I'm, I'm happy to link it to the show notes if it is still available to watch, because a lot of things have been shut down. Yes. I, who knows? we know who but (laughs) we we don't want to put out things they've been deleted or shut down as soon as they go into political kind of discussions because people don't want that to be visible and uh, then the normal public to know about it no and you know like I was it one of my friends who I also shared that video with shared a set I don't know if you know Joe Rogan he does a podcast and he was talking to I can't remember his name Oh my God, crazy, um, in a good way. Uh, <laughs> but it was like a six or five or six hour podcast. It was 
awesome. Like it was funny. It was crazy. It was, you know, you could see them half cut by the end of it, <laughs> but at the end, you know, at, it opened and had so many references to certain people in it. And I was just like, Hmm, that's interesting. So I think, you know, and again, it becomes be about being aware and really conscious yeah. about what the media is telling you and what they want to be telling you, like, or what is in the background, you know, like, yeah. Well, has been the video I shared it today. I will name the title so people can watch it as well. On YouTube, it's called Australia Shame Melbourne Police Body Slam Recorder. Um, enter that and then you will find it. Um, the screenshot looks like this. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen some of that. He is a reporter. He's got one and a half million followers on YouTube. So he's got quite a large following. And he um, is um, very friendly to the police. And it basically just shows you what goes on behind the scenes of filming and being a reporter at protests that are actually calm protests because what we are seeing at the moment is people going amok and crazy and attacking the police and when there's so many other videos that are just not shown on mainstream media yep. but everywhere else if you look for them they're everywhere yeah but people don't want to look for them because then that challenges what they know that is the issue um, so there's lots and lots of stuff that you guys can research if you want to. And if you don't want to, then that's totally fine as well. You know, I'm, we're not doing this podcast to uh, give you guys our opinion and say, you have to believe that as well, you know, but the information is out there if you're just looking deep enough and it's actually not that deep these days. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. But I think, you know, thanks to the internet, um, you know, like this has been happening for years. Uh, <laughs> but you know the internet is great that it can you know open you up to suggestion and you know make yourself very aware of what's going on like I you know prior to COVID you know I live under a rock and I like it um but at the same time you know you kind of sit there going oh this is crap like you know let's expand this gray matter up here for two seconds and actually figure out what's going on I hate confrontation. I'm not on any other lash forums actively. Sometimes I get sent screenshots of people asking certain things and then I will reply to it. But yeah. there's still so much drama going on. So for me, this is really not to create any drama. This is just simply to let everyone know who's listening or watching that the information is out there, you know, and that until probably February or so, I wasn't aware of anything either, but I just, Quite started questioning thinking why are we being locked up I mean it happened in Queensland too it was like that for six weeks six seven weeks we weren't allowed to do exactly what you guys are doing although we didn't have a curfew but it was pretty much exactly the same right we were only allowed to work out uh, we were not allowed to send our kids to school only for essential workers and anyone who can work is deemed an essential worker basically so we were exactly in the same boat and I started questioning things and I started researching and hell, once you start researching, you will find so much stuff that will blow your mind and you didn't know existed. Sometimes it's a little bit of a tinfoil header kind of theories and I don't believe them. I only believe stuff yeah. that has facts and that shows me the reports or actual interviews of people. Um, but, you know, you can look into it. I mean, it started off with me finding out about all those 
PEDO type people in America. And there's been heaps of arrests done, as you know, with yep. people being molested and things like that. So that's all common knowledge, right? So all the Hollywood stuff. So what if something like that is actually the truth, other things can be very, very true as well, you know, and people didn't want to believe that this high Hollywood, um, what's his name? He's arrested now. Is um, it John Epstein? Yes. Uh, no, not Epstein. The other one who's now arrested. He was a Holly, uh, Hollywood producer in the Me Too movement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he started all of that and no one believed that that could be true. So why do lots of people now believe that it's fine to be locked inside the house? I don't know. But that's not my place. You know, you got to believe what you got to believe. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, yeah, it, the rabbit hole will obviously end at some point, whether or not it's today, tomorrow, a year from now. Something something will happen. I think we are at the end of this podcast now. One thing that I do think that um, other home salon, even home salon, commercial salon, doesn't matter. Um, one thing that I do think that they're probably not concentrating on is finding a product you love whether it's your own or someone else's and actually selling it yeah um like you know we i'm going to show you a cup this is my coffee cup i saw those online they are friggin' awesome they are so good and they're australian and yeah so you know i figure the first one i ever bought let me just see if i forgot it it's a mimco one mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Wow, yeah. I didn't know Mimco had coffee cups. Yeah, so I that's the first Frank Green cup that I've ever bought. And I straight up love it. So I emailed them and said, hey, I want to stock your product. What do I need to do to stock your product? And they said, this is what you need to do. This is the minimum order, order requirement. Done. And I was like, sweet, because I'm so in love with it. And we do that with a lot of things. We find stuff we love and we just promote it. And, you know, that I think that goes well with business. Once you love something, why not sell it? You know? That's a really great idea. And, I mean, if, you're not, if you don't know how to open up, like, a Shopify or WooCommerce, Google it. There's so many videos. Oh, my God, it's so easy. Yeah, you don't have to hire someone. Of course, it's faster. Yeah. Um, but if you just want to sell some products, I mean, there's lots of people who are selling things like Esme Cosmetics or Tony Cosmetics or Silk Oil of Morocco, they have great lashes. So whatever people can't really buy in the shops now, you don't want to go buy in the shops now. That's a really great idea. And I mean, obviously the other thing that we as an online store based in Melbourne, because Australia Post for us is terrible, um, even getting something from two suburbs away is taking so long. Like it's taking two weeks. Um, and you know, I suppose that's where we're all just being super duper patient. Um, but even chatting to the girls this morning saying, we're not just relying on one freight company, you know, and that goes for everybody in retail, online retail, don't just rely on one freight company, have at least four, you know, have something that does local something like we've just now started doing, um, Sherpa for between two to four hour deliveries, which is incorporated throughout Shopify, stuff like that, that makes life easy. And, you know, like toll deliver within one to two days, um, stuff like that. And it, that's Australia wide. 
So, you know, thinking outside the box in regards to that and not just relying on one source, but yeah. thinking that you can actually spread that evenly is, you know, it's about that customer satisfaction. Yeah, and not having all your eggs in one basket because also it's like about where do you order product. When COVID just started, I had my suppliers not shipping out stuff for two months and some were opening up sooner than others depending, I guess, yeah. on enough staff I had so I thought oh my god maybe I should be starting to get my masks here my cleansing brushes here my lashes here and not have like two or three of the same suppliers but have maybe five or six instead that's something as well to think about absolutely because it didn't arrive and I was like waiting and then three months later everything came <laughs> at the same time <laughs> now I have 2,000 masks <laughs> If we could predict that an UDI <laughs> would be the most popular thing in Australia right now, or it certainly is in Melbourne, um, we'd all be millionaires, you know. Um, like there's all, there is all, as it comes back to earlier, there's always a solution to a problem. And yeah, having that, the multiple suppliers is, yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts because and that comes to back to that trust factor as well, because you don't know if they're open or back then when they were saying that they were open, they actually weren't. And they were saying, oh, but we're having delays with production and virus and stuff. And you're just sitting there going, I just, I forked out a fair amount of money. And now you're not, you're not helping me. <laughs> brought in a completely new range of lashes and I'm rebranding everything so I'm yeah. the old stock off and my first uh, delivery didn't have everything I said just send me what you've got now because it takes like a long time to make those lashes I am one worker can do like four trays a day they have like 440 10 fans in them so yep. they take a long long time to make and they promised me for two weeks yes we send tomorrow yes we send tomorrow again yesterday they said yes we send today <laughs> Finally got a tracking number. Just, just uh, if you want to supply lashes, make sure you give yourself three months for lashes. Oh my god, yes, huge. It's, it's the worst. And then don't even get me started on tweezers. <laughs> <laughs> do you sell tweezers? We do, but yeah. Um, yeah, we only sell three types, and it literally is just your Vetus tweezer. It's not our own brand. It's uh, nothing. It is just a very simple. <laughs> very basic but I'm a simple girl I love a straight tweezer <laughs> yeah even making masks we use them so there you go um definitely from a supply perspective just we have so for our pre-made fans we have one supplier and for our single lashes we have a different supplier mainly because one takes 10 times longer than the other but the other was really poor quality in in a single lash and we were just like you know just because you're fast doesn't mean that it's good quality no that's right so do you ship worldwide or australia-wide only right now um we do just focus on australia-wide in the near future we are looking at doing globally but one day there's so many days between here and then that that's just a moving forward factor. We'll get yeah. there. How do you deal with customer complaints when it comes to products and returns of faulty products or things they just don't like? How do you deal with that? Uh, I suppose it's, it's coming down to, I love customer service and I have done for a really long time. I hate hey, I hate it. <laughs> I, 
I come from a place of empathy for them, especially at the moment. People are in that headspace, like if they get a face mask and, you know, nine times out of 10, our face masks are loud. They're not like, I'll show you mine. I love them. They are awesome. They are comfortable. I wouldn't go for a running one, but I don't run anyway, but you know, but at the end of the day, if the fabric, for instance, like anything you would buy could run. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you bought a t-shirt and it ran or whatever, but at the end of the day, we're supplying them a product and if it runs, it's our fault. Like we have to take responsibility for that. And I flat out just do the no problem. Just choose another style. We'll make sure that it's okay. And we'll send it to you free of charge. It's not an issue, but the moment you attach emotion to it and you take offense to it, like back in the day, like I'm talking years ago, I remember I had a mailing list, like I emailed a promotion or something. And I remember one lady unsubscribed and I was so offended. And, (laughs) you know, and now I'm just like, whatever, if we're not your piece of cake, we're not your piece of cake. It's totally fine. But back then, a lot of emotion. But yeah, now it's all about giving them what they want. And unfortunately, yes, there's that talking still, like if it's a lash perspective, We generally talk to them about it and work through if they've got an issue. I call them personally and actually just have a chat with them if they've got a retention issue or, you know, they've, I don't know, fans aren't sticking or something, you know. Um, It's having that discussion with them as well and knowing that you are a real person. Um, I think that's something that's really lost in this industry at the moment is, you know, like, we're all about SMS and email and all that. But the moment you pick up the phone and actually have a conversation with someone, it's, it, it touches them somewhere. Which is- I just want to quickly further on explain why I said I hate customer service. <laughs> I don't hate talking to customers. In fact, I love it. And I love troubleshooting. And I'm always happy to return or refund or get things exchanged if they are either faulty or they have by mistake and uh, ordered something wrong, they can return it. We don't pay for the return. They will have to pay for it because at the end of the day, the product wasn't at fault. But if they have any issue using it or there is a fault, we will send a new one, no questions asked, if we see the evidence, of course, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. We want to see a picture. But why I don't like it is, and I don't really deal with that kind of thing because we have policies um, (laughs) and my team deals with it but yeah sometimes they ask me and they don't know what to do and we've had this thing and it's funny that you said that because we have to have empathy for the way that things are at the moment you know and i'm always trying to help out wherever i can i order from lots of shops at the moment from victoria from my own money um just like yours and lots and lots many many others and lash tribe is offering free courses and half price courses to those that are not students yet especially in lockdown areas but then you get this message in the same day that you're giving so much um, of a lady who ordered something from the US and only because it took longer to arrive which is not our fault she now wants to have a refund for everything you know and I understand where she's coming from but situations like these are just so like that's where I attach emotion unfortunately and I shouldn't deal with so I said to my team I don't want to I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to deal with it. You make the decision. At the end of the day, we are giving them as much as we can. We are shipping it the same, the very same day. Everything is packed 
and shipped all the time unless it's a weekend and we have store notifications saying there will be major delays yeah absolutely and our products are all shipping out from australia but then when you have this day we're giving so many things to everyone and handing out free courses left right and center one person says your business should be refunding me because it took so long to arrive i'm just like (laughs) (laughs) customer service i don't we are a family-owned company lash tribe may seem huge we don't have hundreds of staff i can count my staff on one hand yeah you know it's, we don't have a huge amount of leeway and we were also affected by COVID. And I understand that people think that they, because they waited for so long, they deserve some kind of refund, but they have the products now, they can use them, they're not going off. So sometimes I just don't quite understand customers and this is when I would rather not deal with it because someone else would deal with it in a better <laughs> way because there would be no yeah. emotion from my end and yeah so (laughs) it's hard you know detaching that emotion especially when they're you know like in that headspace it's not it's not good oh what what would you do and this is more of a personal question what would you do if um you were selling non-vitus tweezers but proper tweezers we sell not that they're not proper but like your own brand type of tweezers that you actually have to hand test beforehand. I film a video every single time I test the tweezer. Every single tweezer is still tested by myself. You can see me wearing gloves as well. And I film yep. that particular tweezer with a number attached to it. We take a photo of it as well. We attach it to the receipt and say, video number is blah, 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 in case they want proof that it works. And no volume tweezer goes out here without working perfectly fine for volume. Now we have someone, I'm not going to say where from, but from overseas that wants to have a new tweezer shipped to her because she can't work it. What is your policy there? Maybe get on a Zoom call with her and see if she's not holding it correctly. Could something have happened to it in shipping? Probably not. Like the packaging that we have nowadays is so awesome that, you know, the damage that could come to that is minimal. Yeah, I'd I'd have a I'd call her and say, Hey, let's chat. Cause people are less likely to do something to your face. And if you're you know, instructing her on how to use it, you've you've helped. <laughs> what we always do is we send the video of how they should be using it. Yep. We always do that. So there's lots of troubleshooting and things like that. But I think at the end of the day, we all have to agree that we can't make everyone happy. And sometimes the customers, all they want is a refund for whatever reason, even if the products may be working, whether they have received them on time or not due to COVID shipping. Sometimes it's just that they want their money back. They're cranky, they're in a bad mood, and we can't win, no matter how much troubleshooting we are doing as suppliers. And then, yeah, unfortunately, that's the way it is sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, unfortunately, it is. You know, I mean, you can offer a discount code or something like that, but at at the end of the day, if they're in that headspace of wanting their money back, they they are literally not going to be happy regardless of what you gave them, Um, you know. Yeah, sometimes the customer's not always right and they don't know that. <laughs> well, maybe they do as well. Yeah. I mean, 
Sometimes then, yes. <laughs> Would you like to finish our podcast slash video with something going out to everyone in the world right now? Anything positive to end this on a really positive note? Stay happy. Rather than anything else, stay happy because nobody can take that from you. I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> And if anyone wants to get in contact with you, where can they find you? We also put a link. Um, www.rebelgold.com.au. That's me. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and watching. And Thanks I will see you on the next Lash Tribe show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.